2: The Happy Monday, Laurie and Julia show my talk 107 on everything entertainment and a glorious sunny Monday afternoon to this and it's going to be a perfect night for baseball. That is. At Target Field, I think it's a late start. 7.40 our time, I think, is uh, when the game gets underway. It so is. Yeah. traveled
1: by right. Turtles uh, gets to sing the National really? Anthem. That's really, really exciting. I hadn't heard that. Yep, they Ooh, are singing the National okay. Anthem. Okay. And I took a poll on Phil Mackey's uh, Twitter feed. Are you excited about the game? Are you still gripping with the two losses? And uh, 75% of people... When I voted this afternoon, we're still coming to grips with the two back-to-back losses bad, at Yankee. Yeah. It was... Well, we don't have pitching. Huh? It's really an issue. The pitching sucked. Yeah.
3: Yeah. yeah. Um, my son, one of my boys is going, and he Hon, bought the tickets before. I,
1: listen, I'm hopeful they could turn hmm. it all around and get the Bomba Bats going. And have fun tonight. I think it'll be... Mm-hmm. I think we're going to win. Well, I mean, they have they absolutely have to win. <laughs> yes, they, they do. Need, <laughs> they need to get their tail out from underneath their legs. Uh, yes, that's correct. Because they got... Right. Shlacked. Yeah, they did. The New York Post was uh, like... Uh, I told you, dude, Twinkies. You, Twinkies for dinner. huh. And that well, was that before they played. I know. <laughs> now, now, It's just like, uh, I don't even know. Alright, all right, anyone have a weekend claim to fame? Anybody? Anybody? Donnie? Uh, just real quickly,
2: it was just such a beautiful Saturday, uh, Sunday, right? After right? a lousy uh, Saturday, so... Uh, <laughs> I just go to all these art fairs. Uh, Rivertown Art Fair, which is in Stillwater. Yeah. And uh, we don't recall that many vendors really? in years past. It was jammed. Good. Jammed with vendors, jammed with people, and they had a great little jazz band playing, so it was a perfect day to walk that around. A, in.
1: That's a fun Sunday afternoon. Yeah. How about you, Julia?
3: I had a very fun Saturday afternoon. And? in the, um Went to Pajarito's for lunch with some friends and my guy, and then we went across to Keenan's Bar on West 7th, yeah. my pool, and they have a very old-fashioned jukebox with oh. very old school, school stuff in it. Fun. Totally fun. And then went down to a beer pub called Bad Weather, which was really cool. People brought in their dogs, and it's really a fun
1: afternoon when it was murky and rainy out. Oh, was it ever. Yeah. I, I guess mine would be, uh, my claim to fame was uh, seeing Gloria, A Life. I decided on Saturday to go see Gloria, Life at the History Theater. The Gloria Steinem play. Yes, mm-hmm. and we'd had Charity on our show who plays Gloria Steinem. This... Is a, it was so inspiring, so great. I cannot even tell you. It's here till October twentieth. It's just Thursday through Sunday performances, every night after the play. Um, and it's just very powerful. I mean, it, and it's good and it's funny and there's great music in it, and it's kind of shocking some of the stuff. But I did not ever. I did not really know Gloria Steinem's It'd life, enjoy. and uh, and then after. After the play is over, then every night they have somebody. And on Saturday night, it was Kathy Hartnett, who used to work here. Yes. Love she Kathy. led the discussion Ooh, because okay. she's on the Ms. Board Foundation. So they have kind of a talking circle because that was part of Gloria Steinem's uh, thing for this. When she approached this woman to do this play, she wanted to be able to have conversation afterwards. So it's audience, members talking. Nice. And... um Uh, this the last person who spoke was this 18 year old gal and she just said you know I don't feel like we're going backwards I've heard a lot of older people say they think we're going backwards young people are angry we're inspired we're motivated and I'm so glad I came and saw this to see what work has been done and what work we're gonna do it was that's great it was just it was amazing it was just really really a great great show and my two girlfriends I talked into going They were so glad too. Right. You know, anyway, it was just, it was just fantastic at the History Theater and they're doing all these, her story. Right. So the next one's Judy Garland and. Oh, that's what they're doing. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And it was all women in the play and it was like, uh. How amazing was
3: Charity Jones?
1: Incredible. She looks just like her.
3: I can't. I can't wait. Mom and I are going next weekend.
1: Uh, You're you're going to be very inspired after Mm -hmm. you see the show. And then I made a shopping discovery on Saturday that I feel like I should get spanked with an old coach bag or something that I did not know about this treasure chest at Macy's called Backstage. Do you know about it? No. Okay, Donnie, do you know about Lori? Backstage at no, Macy's? I, I don't at all. Lori so my-
3: has on the best new shoes oh. <laughs> from Macy's, and we did a video today, and it's on Lori and Juliana our oh. Instagram account. And they're the cutest, and you said, and I made the best discovery, and I said, don't say
1: anything till we're <laughs> on the air. So what is well, it? Okay, so my girlfriend, who I was, I was shopping with, and it was like a perfect day also to be shopping at the MOA. I thought because- it would be packed. Well, I I'm, I'm sure it was packed, but we were there by 11. Oh, so perfect. you got to if you get in by 11, you you can get a good parking spot and then just it's big enough for everybody. But um so we we'd gone to Nordstrom, then we went to Nordstrom Rack and then we made our way to Macy's. My girlfriend was looking for a dress for a wedding. And we got came into Nordstrom up on the third floor. And she goes, oh, let's go backstage. I go, what's you backstage? You mean Macy's. Macy's. Okay. She goes, let's go backstage. I said, what's backstage at Macy's? Right. She goes, well, it's like the TJ Maxx within Macy's. So it's oh, back behind, it back you know, like all the bedding and stuff on the third floor. And it it was dresses and shoes and handbags and makeup and tchotchkes and scarves Serious. and sunglasses. I mean, my girlfriend a- ended up finding her. The dress, dress for a wedding for twenty four ninety nine, and Whoa. it's on the third floor at Macy's, <laughs> Macy's MOA. At MOA, but do, and they have it at all of them, or yes, yeah, she said she'd been to the oh Macy's backstage in Appleton. That's how she knew about it. it oh was, my gosh! It was amazing. I mean, we both found treasures, treasures for there. pennies, for pennies. I love this. So that was I okay. Was, that's a good new find backstage. I, I, I felt really like. A, a shopping moron because i like to think i know all this great stuff about shopping and macy's backstages existed for a while for a while and probably always and we never knew it but that's where remember when herberger's yes. kind of had a little they had the cleaning i mean they had yes. luggage really? it reminded me of being in tj Maxx Max or something but, but with all, all macy's, macy's brands. brands yeah oh yeah, yeah i it, love this it was really good mm-hmm. that's and, a, that's a good secret to share honey and I did get a pair of boots that I have not been so happy for a shoe purchase in a very. I'm so jealous. Are those
2: boots made for walking? They are done. They're made for Lizzo. <laughs>
1: uh, they are made for Lizzo. I warmed a Gloria Steinem, and when the when the play opens, the song that's playing is "These Boots Were Made for oh, Walking," right? which leads into "You Don't Own Me" by Leslie Gore. Uh, Lori <laughs> couldn't have been happier. Oh, it was so. She was happy. upside
3: down with her boots in the air. Yeah, they're so cute, Lori. They're Steve Madden. They're all. They're have like Swarovski crystals all over them.
1: Yeah, I don't know if they're Swarovski. I know they aren't, but I just yeah. that's a good
3: yeah. They do idea. look like little
1: yeah. Swarovski's. Right it's about very that.
3: cute. The bling, and you got the Bellagio bling T-shirt yeah. on. Yeah, I'm just you know. Well, I was starting to think of you know our art- artist. Experience Tomorrow, those tickets go on sale. Oh, do they go on sale yeah, tomorrow? So for there's them? a couple things. So all right, for the Masterpiece pod- tickets, that's the keyword, Masterpiece. Yeah, and they go on sale. What time do they go on sale? Uh, like tomorrow, tomorrow morning. 10. At 10 a.m. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, so here's the deal. There's a limited number this year. Usually we have a big show or something with a lot of seats, but this year all the activities are going to be on the last day at Minneapolis College of Art and Design, which is Friday, October 25th. All right. And VIP tickets get you to the Project Down and Dirty reunion show. And mm-hmm. those, we are never all together, so it's a great opportunity. And it's from 4 in the afternoon to 10 at night. And then you get to preview the art, heavy Orders creative catering and cash bar. And then there's an art show and auction. And general admission tickets. And this is all going to charity. Are mm-hmm. $50 a piece. And that's seven to ten, so it's after our um, reunion show, right? And just mingle with everyone, hors d'oeuvres, cash bar, but the so show the money will go
1: between the four charities, yes. Yep. And Art
3: that's- Buddies, Minneapolis College of Art and Design Scholarship Fund, Northeast Minneapolis Art Association, and Upstream Arts. So that's just three, t- two weeks away, three weeks away. Three is it? Three, three,
2: three. Yeah, yeah, three. Right.
1: Ooh. Don't rush things, I'm Julia. Not. We've got things got to do. I've got some ideas for us. Though. Julia, don't have any ideas. Not for our art piece. Because uh, uh, no. we don't know. Nothing for that. Just yeah. for
3: the f- the shenanigans we're going to do. We
2: check in two weeks from tomorrow. Oh, is, is it,
3: it two weeks, two weeks from tomorrow? I'm thinking tomorrow. about for
1: behind the scenes, some silly things we can do. Are you putting finagling and shenanigans into a new <laughs> word? <laughs> Julia, <laughs> <laughs> Julia just said shenagling. I did. Shenagling. I I did. did. Shenanigans it and Freddie, thanks for hanging out with us on this Monday. It makes it easy to go to work on a Monday when it's a nice fall day after seven days of rain. just makes it so nice. Oh, you know, wasn't it nice? Oh, it was, had the windows open still, and I'm just like, oh. To see on. blue in the sky, I loved it. Okay, so Hollywood stars were out in full force uh, for the grand opening of Tyler Perry Studios in Atlanta this weekend, uh, and the red carpet buzz surrounded Perry as he makes history as the first African-American actor, director, writer, producer to own a studio outright, no partners, no corporate backing. Impressive. There
0: Major stars, including Oprah, Samuel L. Jackson, and Beyoncé, came out to celebrate Tyler Perry's achievement.
4: I am like a proud big sister tonight because he did it his way. He didn't wait for Hollywood. He didn't wait for anybody to tell him how to do it. He did it his way.
0: Perry recently spoke about what his studio represents at the BET Awards. The studio was
2: once a Confederate Army base, and I want you to hear this, which meant that there was Confederate soldiers on that base plotting and planning on how to keep 3.9 million Negroes enslaved. Now that land is owned by one Negro.
0: The Tyler Perry Film Studio is one of the biggest in the South. It has multiple backlots and 12 sound stages, each named after a trailblazing black artist, including Diane Carroll, who passed away just last week. Carol made history on NBC's Julia as the first African-American actress to star in a primetime series as a career woman rather than a domestic worker. Spike Lee, Cicely Tyson, Halle Berry, and director-producer Ava DuVernay were among the many stars who came out over the weekend. At the BET Awards, Perry said he hopes his studio will inspire the next generation to dream big.
2: When I built my studio, I built it in a neighborhood that is one of the poorest black neighborhoods in atlanta so the young black kids can see that a black man did that and they can do it too
1: so and the thing about this studio is that it is bigger than warner brothers walt disney studios and paramount studios wow it's on 330 mm-hmm. acres and every one of the and a soundstage in and of itself is just gigantic, oh, okay. right? Every one of them is named. Like one's Diane Carroll; she was supposed to be there. One's for Denzel Washington. People one, he admired. He admires. Up. Each of them are named, and he even has a full blown replica of the White House. I know. Isn't that amazing? It's wow. just kind of <laughs> incredible.
3: And uh, well, his story is pretty interesting. I mean, he grew up poorer than poor in New Orleans in yeah. an abusive home, and um, just was an underdog 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 and he would well, he moved to Atlanta and started writing plays when he was really young and he wrote like 13 plays or something and then finally got his first kind of Madeira. Madea. Madea.
1: Mm-hmm. that character's so funny Yeah very and well, he likes
3: to help the underdogs He does He's got a big heart
1: yeah. he's. I like it. Yeah. Cicely Tyson was there. She turned 95. Is that right? And the red carpet yeah. was a wall of... It was a red carpet, and then it was a big, long wall of roses. Beyonce and uh, Kelly and... Uh, what's her the name? Roland and... The, yeah, um, the Destiny's, Destiny's Child. Child's they were people. all there. Yeah. And Beyonce did a very big post for Beyonce. I mean, she... For her... Happy Sunday. She wore this amazing dress. I was surrounded by my heroes. I watched Denzel, Queen Oprah, Spike Whoopi, Sir Poitier, Will Hallie, Dame Cecily, and our angels, John Singleton and Diane Carroll. Be honored. I think one of them is named after John Singleton, one of the studios. And uh, anyway...
0: Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends.
2: Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel.
1: Go. Oh, she says she couldn't stop crying. She wore amazing dress. Well, oh, she looked amazing. Oprah uh, was like all in her bows, arms, steadman. They were just posing up a storm and she was wearing like a... Very fitted, like Baba vu mermaid dress. Long sleeve, navy blue. She
3: looks so beautiful with her yeah. skin t- color and navy blue. You know, and you and I were just kind of reminiscing all the underdogs that Tyler Perry's helped. You know, when Lindsay Lohan was at her lowest and still lived here in the United States, mm-hmm. he threw her a bone. He threw An a acting. bone. Yes. He threw a bone to um, Bobby Christina after Whitney passed away. Yep, he I tried you to help that. her. He has. He, well, he's
1: talked about. I I believe it was he was molested when he was. Yes, a kid. he was and molested. So I think he was on the cover of People magazine a couple of weeks ago, talking about that, and um, it just. I mean, it just. I guess Tiffany Haddish took over the DJ thing by the end of the oh, night. Oh, People sure. were just going crazy. Hallie <clears throat> Barry uh, had a black satin pantsuit on, and then just a, a big, huge hat. I've never seen her wear a hat before.
3: No, like I saw of, it. Yeah, I, I, she looked good.
1: Well, and sure, she, last
3: week, Laurie, I don't know if it was Thursday or Friday, he got his star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame, and Idris Elba's fan was there, and it was presented to him by Kerry Washington, who starred in his 2010 movie for Colored Girls. He, um, he just seems like a great guy. He had a sit-down with Gayle King maybe in the past quarter or so, a few months, and said, you know, just the Hollywood community ignored me. I had to do it on my own. Yeah, And I just... I like him. I always like how kind he is. He just seems really like a neat guy. Start, yeah.
1: And he shared, he shared at the thing why he moved to Atlanta in 1992, because he was like, it was the first place I ever saw in my life where I saw black people doing well, black doctors, black lawyers, other professionals. And I thought this is where I can make it. Yeah. And at the time he lived in a weekly hotel. Yeah. On Buford yeah. highway. And, uh, and, uh, and then he thanked his mom and then he just talked about, you know, Diane Carroll because a lot of people, she was going to be attending that if her health permitted. Right. And, um, so a lot of people were, uh, to, sharing Diane Carroll uh, stories. I think there'll be a lot of Access Hollywood Extra and Entertainment Tonight, and E! will all have stories, on, stories tonight. And
3: the red carpet was really pretty or white or whatever yes. called it was.
1: And um, if you're wondering why Whoopi Goldberg has white, long dreadlocks, it's because she's playing a role. A grandmother. She's filming The Stand, and she's right. playing a 108-year-old woman, Mother mm. Abigail. Yeah and um yeah, that's
2: one of the main characters yeah so she, right. that's
1: why she has that and it was joy behar's 77th birthday on the view today <laughs> she's 77 she wow. is mario okay, yeah, i am surprised mario Cantone was on it he came <gasps> out and he sang he did a song um about impeachment that he knew <laughs> would joy would make her happy <laughs> right and then uh <laughs> she's 70? 77 i am shocked yeah she, i was thinking maybe 70 no she's 77 mm. boy yeah so That's good. Cool. And That's then Megan McCain, she just was like, Uh-oh. she lost her mind for something good. I mean, I, she, she just lost her mind about um, leaving the Kurds. Oh, in, everyone uh, is about what's going on right now. The um She's just she's just like I couldn't even sleep last night. I don't know if people realize how much the Kurds have helped American soldiers, blah blah blah. So anyway, it was kind of like a celebratory because Whoopi had the uh Tyler Perry stuff and Joy's birthday, and then they you know did get serious. It was actually a good show of hot topics today. Oh nice. All, All right. right, listen when we come back. Oh my gosh, bread and beer, we've got I can deal with the bad night.
2: With my baby. Oh, I need to do this instead. Me
4: home so
1: songs about- are we playing that song? Because founding Leonard Skinner bass player Larry Junstrom died uh, at the age of 70. And he was also in... Thirty-eight special that band. Come uh, on, loosely. Oh, oh, hold on, hold on, no, on, hold on sure. loosely, oh, hold on, loosely. <laughs> <laughs> what is <it> called but <laughs> Don't Let Go. He, uh, he, you know, he started the band with his high school classmates Ronnie Van Zandt, Gary Rossington, Alan Collins, and Bob Burns, Leonard Skinner, and he left the group uh, prior to the recording of their debut album.
2: Oh, he did. Yeah. Oh. And
1: six years later, he joined Ronnie Van Zandt's younger brother. Donnie's band, 38 Special, 38 which special I guy. never knew had the Van Zandt, yeah. uh mm. connection. And the first show Larry did with 38 Special was the 1977 Super Bowl of Rock. Oh, back when there were themes. When there were themes. And there it was themes. at Soldier Field in I, Chicago. I love it. And it was Journey, Skinner, Ted, Ted Nugent. Oh, my God. I know. That's rock. So, <laughs> anyway, he was only uh, uh, 70, 70 years old, and 38 Special announced it on their Facebook page oh. that the big man on the big uh, bass guitars,
2: Leonard Skinner. Well, yeah.
1: up in heaven, and then we, then there was another rock and roller that died, Ginger Baker. I yeah. didn't even know who that was Neither until... Neither do I. I yeah,
2: s- I, that's why I gave it to you, just to refresh your memory who he was.
1: Yeah, so he was the drummer in the super group Cream, which was oh, Eric yes. Clapton, and who else was in Cream, Donnie? Oh,
2: was it Rick Rush? Oh,
1: Jack Bruce? Jack yes, Bruce. Jack Bruce. Mm-hmm. He's considered Ginger Baker, if you're a drummer person, okay? Okay. It's Keith Moon, Bonham... And Ginger. Those are considered yes. the top,
2: top, top three top rock and, and roll drummers
1: of all time. Yeah. Yep. Of all time. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but anyway, he was uh, 80 years old. He sounded like quite a character, had four wives, moved to Africa, did all kinds of uh, things, did all kinds of drumming. He just lived like a really, seemed, anyway, a lot of, lot of people were. Uh, paying tribute to yes, ginger as yes. well. I thought it was a woman at first.
2: Yeah. <laughs> because <But it's laughs> he had ginger hair. hair. Yes, red hair. I mean
1: he had a wine ranch. I mean he was oh, just yeah. a real entrepreneur. Yeah. real eclectic and he 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 played uh I guess there was a documentary called Beware of Mr Baker a few years ago that cra- captured him in all of his crabby glory. Oh, fantastic. Cuz I guess he was known as kind of a He drum, was
2: a crabby guy. Crabby yeah. guy, all but right. a great drummer they were and considered the first uh, the, f- the first supergroup cream
1: cream yes okay and then uh a guy by the name of rip taylor passed away over the weekend at the age of 84 he was known for being kind of the king of camp and confetti he was hysterical. very he was uh, he was on television in the 60s 70s the and monkeys 80s. the merv griffin show yeah, the tonight everywhere. show hollywood squares the mm-hmm. gone show jasha gabor was with him when he got his hollywood walk of fame and he was dear friends with debbie reynolds donnie put together a little little audio uh for people who uh want to know okay remind us who rip taylor is (laughs) here we go friend of mine going bald i said why don't you get a transplant i saw him a year later he had a heart on his head (laughs) last
2: night i went to dinner with some friends we ordered duck and i got stuck with the bill (laughs) they can't all be gems you know And my pet rot wet on me There's three more of these But I won't do them There's a new electronic game For beer drinkers Called Six Pack Man (laughs) 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 They're laughing here Would you please I crossed an elephant With the hooker And got a two ton pickup (laughs) Yes yes. (laughs) sir. Oh you got that one (laughs) belt Today is Toulouse Latrex's birthday And I bought him a belt And I said Is that belt too tight (laughs) Toulouse You're missing A hell of a (laughs) ship. What did Mrs. Attila the Hun say? Over here, (laughs) hon. What did Pope Paul say to Michelangelo in the Sistine Chapel? Come on down, we're going to wallpaper. Yay!
1: (laughs) Here's what they say Young people might know him because he was on The Sweet Life of Zach and Cody.
3: Yeah, and he was also in Jackass. He's been in some other things, but he explained in a 2011 interview how his signature was he was just self-described the king of confetti mm-hmm. so he said i did props and i was the prop comedian and i was dying like hell on a merv griffin show the jokes were dumb and i tore up the five-by-eight cards threw them up in the air and became confetti he recalled i knocked over the desk walked up the <laughs> aisle went to sarah's and said well that's the end of my television career went home that night their switchboard had lit up they said get that guy that went crazy and that's how the confetti started. Uh,
4: mm-hmm.
1: He's—I remember him. He just reminds me of growing I, up. I remember him like on game shows, oh, yeah. and I—I um, I don't remember this TV show, the Dollar Ninety Eight Beauty Show. But yeah, it, it seems was, like something I was would Chuck have watched. Barris.
2: Oh, same guy gave us the gong show dude the, the okay. beauty show.
1: Yes. Well, he certainly had a very pronounced toupee. Oh, Laurie, and that was and what and was then funny. the mustache. He was funny. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, I, and he, he would talk he would make fun of his uh, toupee, toupee all the
1: time. It was so
3: obvious. Well, duh. and that was kind of the fun part of it. <laughs> yeah. But toupees used to be so bad. Yeah. People don't sport them like they used to, but it used to be, I mean. Well, now there's hair systems. Right, and there's they integrate it into the hair, like we learned when we were talking, working with um, Minneapolis Institute of Hair. Restoration.
1: Restoration hair. hair, hair, Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I know somebody whose husband goes uh, every, yeah, every six weeks, I'm going to get my hair done. But that's a. But it's very (laughs) realistic looking. But it's a little uh, spendy, I think. I don't know.
3: Nothing could have been as bad as having a dad that wore
1: pay. Yeah, That was hard. I mean, I'd always well, be worried. Well, my dad had... My dad got um, braided and beaded his hair one year in but Jamaica. But you, you were a mature woman. Julia, it didn't make it any less no, painful. No. And he also had hair like an ancient gunslinger <laughs> for a while in uh, when he first retired for the last, last time. And between wearing long leather dusters and having this long, thin, scraggly do you, think dyed, wearing, do you think yours was worse? Dyed hair? No, no. It was so bad because my sister's third wedding my dad is like the gunslinger. And I remember <laughs> talking to him that night and saying to him, Dad, you've got to cut the hair or wear it in a ponytail right. it's too thin it's weighing down what little you have on top mm-hmm. and it's giving you a ghou- ghoulish look and he tossed his hair and he said he didn't care he's enjoying his long hair <laughs> It's so fun
2: I, I, I'm sorry I just remembered another Rip Taylor joke okay, okay tell, tell us he's, he said I, 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 got a, I got a new toupee and it's made from the fur of a dog's hind leg <laughs> Every time I go by a fire hydrant, I have to pee.
3: Yeah, oh <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's so him. I know. Oh, so gosh, but that just brings just up a memory. My dad yeah. used to go to the really, he'd go way out west yeah. to horse country in Minnesota, you know, like Orno and stuff, because mm-hmm. there was a toupee maker out there. Oh. This is real horse hair. hair. Yeah. No, oh, I my mean, gosh. Listen, and you thought that looked look good. And then he'd come back with a perm. And some gray in it. I mean, it was like I'd be like, "Dad,
0: horse hair is the least
3: realistic-looking hair." The the evolution of my father's hair and the anxiety: what if it's windy? How are you going to swim? It's obvious, Dad. When are you going to take? I mean, it was your sideburns don't match your hair. I feel like I helped ease him out
1: of his toupee wearing when I met him.
3: You only wore it for a couple more years after you met him.
1: I know, yeah, but I mean, he's old I,
3: enough and finally not as vain.
1: No, because of the comment I said to him. Are you going to fly to Baghdad on that thing? On that rug. Oh, <laughs> dying. <laughs> I thought it was, I, I thought everyone gave him crap about it because it was such an obvious toupee. We, and because we, we were in a human up, pool area. I don't know area. That it was
3: supposed to be a joke anymore. I think we just live with it because I would have the anxiety of what if the wind's blowing? What if, what if you want to swim, Dad? What are we going to do?
1: Dad, how's he gonna get old? How are you gonna lose your hair? He must have liked skiing for that reason, having a hat on. He ha- wearing a hat. Wearing a hat and then having his hair fringe poking out, Jeez. looking all virile. Jeez. Oh my God. It was that was funny, I know. funny memory. And yet your dad had such a great bald head. head. He, he had, had such a great, great bald, bald, bald head. head, and his face uh, you know, had the Supported appropriate it. amount of Fat. on the handsome and cragginess that he could really. He looked handsome. I know he did without
3: hair, but boy, that was
1: a a long life. He told me it was because he lost it at 24 that he he was so self conscious Mm -hmm. about it. That's young. Yeah. 24. Wow. Yeah, well, that happens. That happens. Jeez. And then uh, one more notable obituary, if I can just. uh, Well, this was uh, in yesterday's paper. Chris Riemann Schneider from the Star Tribune wrote it starts out when Pete Townsend of The Who wished Ed Ackerson well from the stage at XL Energy Center in September. He both gave the Twin Cities music maker and superfan the thrill of a lifetime and also inadvertently revealed he was sick. The frontman for the uh, bands Polera and BNLX and producer and engineer for the replacements, Jayhawks, Lizzo recorded at his studio. He had kept his battle with pancreatic cancer Mm -hmm quiet and he died on friday he was only 54 mm. and townsend's comments when the who was here prompted Ackerson to publicly post about his illness uh mm. the day after the show and he said i've kept it quiet because i want to keep my family or keep my focus on the positive energy of rock and roll my right. family and friends and people were just like soul asylum the melismatics, all kinds of bands and he and his wife uh have a, a recording studio called flowers. That's just, like I said, I mean, Lizzo, when she was right. up and coming here, recorded there, Jerry, Jeremy Messersmith, soul asylum used him for their um, album that they did in 2012. And the replacements reunited for their songs for slim EP. And he was just a musical wizard. And I remember going to see Polara, that band, but he kind of became more about behind the scenes And um, independent, you know, record label guy. So, I was very sad to see that. But, uh, yeah, Pete Townsend. That's unbelievable. I know, isn't it? I mean, it's like cool and sad, but he didn't want people to know. I wouldn't want people to know either. I don't know. That
3: would be a hard one, though. Pancreatic cancer would be a hard one to keep secret.
1: Why? You can keep your health secret. You can. You don't have to. No. It would not be hard. You really, you just don't tell people. Right. That's all it is. Yeah. I mean, I know you always want people to, you always, like I always say to you, if I ever got sick, I I wouldn't tell anybody. I mean, I'd probably tell you, you. I'd tell you, but only after we did a blood pack, oath that you didn't tell anybody, something like that. She keeps losing weight. Huh? I don't know what's wrong with her. (laughs) Anyway, but that so yeah, yeah that's that's, that's sad have, for his family. He's got a daughter and wife. How old was he? Fifty four
3: from pa- wow. pancreatic cancer. That's a bad. It history. hit my grandma, Lady Gwen, at sixty three. And
1: uh, what's his name yeah, was on Patrick Swayze, huh? Patrick Swayze. Patrick Swayze right? and Alex Trebek is might have to leave Jeopardy because I it's know. getting. He's been keeping up treatment and going, but he might not be able to. And so, all right, listen. When we come back, we're going to switch gears and we're going to move. The fashion we'll be right back.
0: We can go anywhere we
3: want to drive down to the postrump. These just came to be so baby run on been uh, we got have a
1: family house and everything between and then suddenly got does he sing on every song that's out in the top 10 right now except for Lizzo's Truth Hurt I think him on every song that <laughs> <And> we play <laughs> in rotation uh, I love okay, it Okay so Grant Whitaker of Grant Whitaker Style is joining us and of course if we're talking to this week it must be Fashionopolis time
4: it is Fashionopolis time. Hi, beautiful ladies. How are
1: Hello. you? Hello. So when's Fashionopolis?
4: Um, it is Wednesday, October 9th at Aria. Oh, my gosh.
1: We better figure out what we're wearing. Chop, chop, wiki, wiki if we haven't planned I know.
4: on it. Right? You got to you gotta get something pretty, something beautiful, and something sexy on, right? All Easy right. for you, too. We
3: okay. love, we absolutely love this show. We have a conflict on Wednesday. We're going, we're going to, to Lizzo. Lizzo.
4: Why couldn't you go on Friday?
3: Because, because we, we could only get tickets on Wednesday. To be part of my friends exercise company's Halloween holiday party is how we got these tickets. Yeah. Oh,
4: I mean, it wasn't, you, media, you media ladies. Oh, oh we well, really,
1: otherwise we you know we love to come to Fashionopolis. I mean, you guys how many how many looks are we seeing this year?
4: Um, we have 92.
1: Oh, my gosh. This is like such a great fashion show. If People
3: have never been. Tell them what to expect. It's at Aria this Wednesday night. Tell them what to expect. It's so
4: fun. Well, you know, Fashionopolis is kind of our hometown take a little bit on, on a little bit of what we used to do for Glamorama, but it supports brick-and-mortar businesses. We have about 30, have 32 stores, not about. We have 32 mm-hmm. stores, and it's a full theatrical fashion show. It's big production, 32 models in the show. We are highlighting fashion cities this year. So a little New York, a little Paris, a little Milan, London. And then it culminates with a really um, fine surprise for Minneapolis. Um, So, again, if you have never seen Fashionopolis or are interested, it really is a one-of-a-kind of of experience. I can't explain it in in any other detail. And ARIA is a great space. We create, you know, like stadium seating for people to see the show. I mean, everything is new this year, too, by the way.
3: Oh, how fun. I'm so bummed. This is like a big deal. Well, it feels I like event. you're in New York City yes.
1: going to a real fashion show is what it has always felt like to me because people dress to impress. Then there will be people who it's perfectly they're perfectly comfortable wearing something a little black something or other. Yep. But there's always like great people watching there, not to mention great fashion on the runway.
4: Well, and I mean, I think, you know, to your point, we're lucky. I mean, it is, it's become a seen or be seen event. I think because people also really enjoy it. You know, we have a really good time creating this. We start about a year in advance. Um, wow. you know, Jane Hogan Olson and Madeline Methbar and I from Minneapolis New Palm Magazine. I mean, we sit in a year in advance and start talking ideas and thinking and strategizing. And I mean, it is, it's real life editorial coming to life on a runway.
3: Okay, what about it Grant? So you you produce fashion shows and you this is like you are so good at this and you're so good at bringing the fashion to life. What is your favorite thing about doing this event?
4: You know, I will say my favorite thing about doing this event is just having the opportunity to really play with fashion and show it in ways that you normally don't see it in the Twin Cities. You know, we have such a strong community of stores. I mean, it's, like, unlike any other place, I think, in the world. I mean, it's such a strong place. So it's really people. nice.
1: <laughs> I know. Julie yeah. and I are I mean, very worried. We always say we, shop local. We want people to get in stores and just stop ordering everything online.
4: Well, and so my favorite thing is when people leave and go, God, I just didn't realize that piece was from there, or that could be put together with this. I mean, I go in and have such a ball pulling from the stores, and they they are also so supportive of this event. What's so, a, what I mean, are some
1: of the stores? Like, name drop um,
4: those. Yeah. So it's, it's House, Dugo, Royal Wolf, um, Bumbershoot, Queen Anna, Martin Patrick 3, Scarborough Fair. Uh, I mean, it goes on. We have Joanna Wells, a part of the show. Romney Mohammed's another designer oh, that's part of the show. I mean, we have local designer and stores, but people who have really built a strong brick-and-mortar following. Mm-hmm. I mean, we even feature the only thing that we still try to feature as a bigger outlet is Macy's Overham, And those are specific designer pieces, mm-hmm. specific designer pieces that we pull in because we just can't find them anywhere else in the community. And of course, you know, trying to keep that history alive and keep those pieces functioning here I, in the Twin Cities. I
1: love it. Okay. So Grant, how are you're going to ask Grant if he knows about, do you know about Macy's backstage? We are, we are late to the party on that one.
4: I do. Yeah. You know, I, I'm, we, you know, I'll be on shop girls this weekend, you know, um, and we talk of we talk a lot about Macy's backstage. Uh,
1: how have we not known about that? That was absolutely magical.
4: Well, and it's again. I mean, look at all the things that you can find, and you're like at really great finds. I mean, I think everybody's getting involved with also this kind of play and shopping, just because also we're trying to one save the environment. We're trying mm-hmm. to get those better fines that we can also get for good budgets right. so it's nice to see that everybody's getting involved
3: yeah okay so grant for those of us who can't go mm-hmm. um but for those of us who can you can go where do we get the tickets
4: um you just go to at mspmag.com so just go to com. click on events and you'll find everything there for you
3: perfect okay so honey give us just like if you only had enough money to buy three key fashion pieces for this fall what would they be
4: um, I would say buy something that's a little bit more in a neon color because it's out there in really great fits, finds, and colors. Neon. I, would, I would say find something, a little neon. Okay. Find something that's a little bit more in, um, like, a, a faux fur this season because there's yes. some of the most amazing faux fur that's out there that I've ever seen in my life. Yes. I mean, like, so soft, and it looks so real. And, and faux find suede. Faux suede. Oh, my God. It's kind yeah, of amazing. I mean, it's so nice. And then the other thing that I would say is buy yourself a pair of um, snakeskin boots. Okay. Faux snakeskin. So
1: <laughs> well, they have both. They have real and and faux. But I did see a lot of snakeskin boots when I, or that print uh, this weekend when I was shopping. I did notice that every store.
4: Yeah, so really, really, really great stuff.
1: Yeah, that's why I never get rid of anything animal print. If it has a classic style to it. It's going to come back around. Like, I have a pencil skirt that's a zebra. I could wear it now, but I bought it, like, 20 years ago, but I paid a lot of money for it, and I've always kept it.
4: Well, and people ask that question again. You know, I mean, fashion always turns around every season. There's certain things that, you know, if they're good buys, and they're really fashionable, keep them in your wardrobe. Store them away.
3: Yeah. No, I know this is the truth. And it's kind of funny because even when you go out and look at stuff and you're like, I wore that once. I don't know if I can do that one again. And I'm talking prairie shirts with the puff
1: sleeves. Yeah. I'm like, I did that. Well, some stuff is a reminder of an awkward age that you were at, and you're just like, you're like, uh, I can't wear any of this Laura Ashley Little House on the Prairie thing (laughs) because I can't. (laughs) My boobs were so big. Julia's boobs were too big. I was praying for boo. It was just like it was both for both of us, like equally horrifying fashion time. So we'll never repeat that. I think that has more to do with it than anything.
4: Well, and I mean, there's certain things, God, who wants to relive some of those things that have been God-awful in your closet? Tube tops. Tube tops. Yeah, but all all of a sudden, they start coming back around.
1: I know. Crinkly tube tops. I mean, I don't know know. too many people who, even when they've come back again, and a young person wears it, they're like, what the hell? Why did we wear
4: those? Well, and I mean, trust, like, even when I was saying neon, the only reason I say neon, there was a time period where there was. Some oh, really bad neon pieces. Yeah, that's all we but had. But now, I mean, all of a sudden, it's like, I mean, you can find it in a really beautiful sweater. I mean, the fabrics are different. It's almost like somebody said, let's take this neon and really turn it into luxury.
3: All right, so, oh, Grant, we got to go. Stuff. Okay, Fashionopolis. Yeah. Thank this you, ladies. fun at, at Lizzo. Thank you. This thank Wednesday you. at ARIA, it's such a fun event. Yeah, and tickets, tickets just,
1: start at $30 yeah. and go to 200 depending, and they come with drink tickets. Best of luck,
3: Grant. I know you don't need it. Hey to Jane. Yeah. Um, have fun.